to Christmas, Sean, uh, is religion. Good morning. <laughs> How are you? Oh, you son of a gun. People think we just talked for the first time and that I'm being rude and you aren't. What they don't know is we've already had several conversations before we sat down right now. I just picked up the phone. I don't know oh what you're talking about. Oh, my God. You're just, I, you're just dunking on me in front of everybody right now. Because, like, I get it. When every time I pick up the phone, it says um, that you're about to be recorded. Are you okay with it? Push, you know, push one if you're okay with it. And then... Then, then it's that. Does it really say that? No, it used to when we when we used to do phone to phone. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, I do. When we used uh, Google phone calls and it would record them. You were right. on that because the the fantasy football people were doing it. See some whammy. You were like, let's go do do some Google Hangouts, brother. Yep, yeah, it's true. That's what I was doing. I thought it was the thing. This it still might be. Zoom just caught it for some reason. Caused fire. That's yeah. Zoom is definitely being used more now. Well, they're one of our they're one of our sponsors, right? Yeah, they're one of our sponsors. Uh, so when, this this holiday season, if you can't hug grandma, Zoom grandma and uh, say what up. Um, yeah. So it's last two times you brought the topic to the table, which is really weird because that's not how we usually operate, right? Well, I mean, I had some things I needed to talk about, I guess, but you wanted to talk about religion. It sounded like. Yeah, we're getting closer to Christmas and it just it just brings it up in me, especially like seeing family. So wait, I know well, you... let me wait before I, I don't there's just why why does Christmas mean religious things to you? Because my Christmases, maybe not like yours, have a lot of Christian rituals like I've met your family. You've met my family. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Both sides of my family are extremely religious, I would say much more than than yours, for example, to try to put you in a mindset of where I'm coming from. One half, one side of my family are li literally missionaries right. who, who went to Europe and Africa to uh, for um, crusade. What, what were they called? This <laughs> Crusaders for Christ or something like that. I don't know, man. Mm -hmm. I think that's right. I think that's what it's called. And then the other half of my family, um, you know, just raised very religious and almost kind of like religious slash political, like a lot of overlapping of those two there and just super involved in church. And my, my, my family is like, you know, three nights a week, they're doing church stuff. It's like, okay, tonight is Bible study. Okay. Tomorrow night is when we go do the charity thing. Um, which is another thing I want to talk about is charity in churches. And anyway, so for me, my family, all of it mm -hmm. just exudes Christianity. And I, I just feel it when I'm around all of them. You hear a lot of terminology like, yes, but I have faith or, you know, just stuff like that, you know. Mm -hmm. Sure. And we're, we're talking about Western, mainly we're talking about Western Catholic Christianity, correct? No, not Catholic. Not uh, Catholic. No, my, my family, oh, that's right. my family was Lutheran, but now they're, I would say just throw all these into like a non-denominational, uh, you know, Right. Well, just coming from where we come from, it's those two, right? It's Lutherans and Catholics are the main two well, that you have. Pr Protestants. That's the Protestants right. and Catholics used to hate each other. They used to kill each other. That used to be the other. If you were a Catholic, the Protestants were right. the evil people. And now we've 
picked other people to be the evil people. <laughs> I, I guess I'm, but I mean, for me, where I, where, right where I grew up, it was 90%, maybe more, maybe 98%, either you were a Catholic or Lutheran. Sure, that makes sense. I mean, of course, there were plenty of other religions and things, but just where exactly where I grew up, that's how it was. Right. In my, anyway, because I've been to a bunch of different church services, I've been to Free Baptist where they, you know, scream in tongues, and I've been to Catholic. And I think they're all, you know, they're not two differences as far as talking about Lutheran and Catholic for those who are listening. They're both pretty somber. Lutherans are kind of like uh, life is pain. We're just going to live through it and worship God. They're very dour and like kind of down on themselves. Um, and then Catholics are also very like guilt-based. Like we have sinned so much that we are just awful people and we have to worship God. So they're kind of the same, like, um, <laughs> like uh, not kind of being like life is bad, but for different reasons. You know. Yeah, there's a lit, there's a little bit more to it than that, but yes, we'll 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 leave right. that. To... I'm, I'm trying to show how they're different, right? Right. Because right. people who may may not know anything about these religions, you know, how is a Catholic and a Lutheran different? A Lutheran yeah. is very much like, oh well, I didn't, you know, I haven't eaten very much for three days, but that's just the way it goes. Being a Lutheran, sometimes you got to work hard out in the field and you don't get to eat, you know. Whereas a Catholic <laughs> is like, oh my gosh, I ate three meals yesterday while people are starving in another country. I'm such an awful person. I must have so much guilt right now. Right. Oh, I think that's, that's fairly stereotype. Accurate. That's a stereotype. Yeah. That's fairly accurate. I, I mean, there, the major difference was that what Luther did, right. He went and posted the the differences between what he considered and, and I'm not going to get into all that. I don't want to get into the actual. Uh, um... Well, that's interesting tangent though, because Luther posting that and saying hey you can read the bible yourself because i believe that's yes. what luther did luther One of the was things, like yeah yeah the big thing is hey everybody the printing press is here guess what you don't have to ask the elite people what well, god is telling you you can just read right. it yourself it's it's going back to some of the original ideas of we all are god right like there you don't need someone to interpret it for you that's just the way that people manifest power and you know we, we can talk about that in any religion it's it's the inherent thing that happens with people, right? They, t they take something that is inherently good and they turn it and they use it for their own um, purposes. It, yeah. it, it is it, it, at that point. It isn't it isn't what it was. Right. Right. Like um, I would so, go ahead without knowing like what's in his heart. I would say that's like a Joel Osteen, like one of the most uh, famous uh, evangelicists uh, today who does like the TV stuff. And like he has a huge stadium. And when there was like uh, problems, he wouldn't let poor people into a stadium to like shelter themselves. That's like a good example of somebody who I think is just like building wealth off of it. Yeah. Well, I, and, and at that level, I'm just, you're just so far away from it. How, how could you possibly, you know, it's not like you're in the community where you're living next to the people that need the help, right? That's a totally different situation and you're connected to it. And so it makes sense that you would help uh, when you're that far away from it. When you're that far removed, it's why are you infringing on my, right. what are you doing? What are you doing? Um, <laughs> this is my property. Right. I bought this with my money that you all gave me. And I've earned it. Um, but so before we go any further, like, where do you, what do you consider yourself? Like, just to give people an idea of, you know, so that we're not, because I, and I, I think everybody can just understand that Jeff wow. and I are never trying to tell you that wow. this is the way it needs to be or that it's that, but what are you? What, what, a, what do you consider wow. yourself? What are you, Sean? That's a great question. I, I was raised Lutheran. I, I was a peer minister. I studied all kinds of stuff. Um, I even studied theology when I went to college for a while because I thought that was something that I wanted to do. But um, 
I, I right now I am I would say I'm spiritual, but I don't I don't believe in conventional um, tactics. I'll just put it that way. I, I think that all of those things have been manipulated to the point now where um, that it's difficult to uh, to get what people need from it. I, there are definitely places that do, and so I will not take away from it. There are still really good places that do really good things, but I just see too much. Uh, of the same type of um, abuse of power that I see in politics uh, or in any big sector, you know, where, where there's money involved and, and a lot of people involved and some sort of power given inevitably, maybe that's a little op uh, pessimistic, but I, that is what I see. Okay. Um, I am coming from a place where I was, you know, raised pretty indoct indoctrinated, you know, the whole deal, even like a Christian school, um, but rejected it at, I think a very young age, I would say around 10, I was like, this is bullshit. Like I don't, you know, I'm hearing all these people break down the Bible to me and stuff like that. And I, maybe it's like my math head. Cause I was always really good at like math and logic and stuff like that. I was like, nobody lived in a whale, you know, the, the ark didn't, you know, go pick all these people up. Are you kidding me? You know, where did it put this animal? Where did it put this? This is not true. Oh, like no. this well, you're right. It was two. It was two of each animal. Jeff. It had to be. <laughs> so did those two animals inbreed and make, you know, inbred animals that then anyway? Yes, that that, so that that explains a lot of things. If you think right. about it. So all those animals, kids inbred with their brothers and sisters. I'm sure that worked out great for them. OK, so, anyway. Yeah, this is where the word faith comes in, right? <laughs> right, right. Exactly. So. I would say at an extremely young age, um, I want to say somewhere between like eight and 11, I was like, nope, this is bullshit. Uh, sorry for swearing. Am I going to have to put an E on this episode? Darn it. Yep. There it goes. <laughs> Bing. Please be advised. Your children ears will explode. <laughs> and so I think I resented it really hard because I had another eight years, you know, eight to 10 years to live with my family where I was forced to go to church. I was forced to go to confirmation. I was forced to go to Christian school but I had already decided that this is not for me. And so I built up a lot of resentment, which I carried into my adult life where not only was I not Christian, but I really resented Christianity. And now I'm coming the other way, not where I'm becoming Christian, but I'm seeing all the positives that I was kind of blind to before. But at the same time, it's like, I've been too far on the other side. I can never, I feel like I can never become Christian. It's like, once you, I don't know, I don't want to sound demeaning, but it's like once you study the other religions and realize, well, there's no way that one religion's right. It's just ridiculous to pick one religion in my mind. Um, and I don't think I could ever do that anymore. Um, but that all said, um, yeah, I'm starting to soften now. I'm starting to like, hmm. Well, let me like, ask you something. Like how, how many groups do you like to ascribe yourself to? Not many, man. Well, I think there's your answer. Not many. <laughs> I think there's your answer. And, and, and honestly, look, here, here's something that I had an epiphany about, about a while ago, because a lot of my good friends are religious and will come to me often and say, look, you're such an, obviously you're a spiritual person. You've had all this spiritual experience in your life, you know, come back to Jesus or come back here or there. And I'm like, look, I guess the thing that I, most people don't understand is <clears throat> there's a whole need for acceptance that happens within religion that is completely yeah. fine. Yeah. And it's, it's the wanting of other people to be involved and then 
to have the assurance and the, the reassurance that what I believe is, is actually true. Right. So when you're gathering your troops that way, I totally understand it. Look, it, it puts you in a place of empowerment because you think, look, everything that I believe I can hold that I hold on to really tightly with this hand is true. And right. you believe it, which makes it even more true. Right. And, and what I've found in my life is that the more I challenge those types of ideas and um, not, not just for challenging them for sake, but for my own sake of like putting myself and saying, I can see that that is the case. And there is so much more depth to it than that. And it's not that I'm not even wanting to be a part of your group. It's just that as soon as I disassociate myself in any way, then there's this other piece that comes along with it. Right. And I, that's the piece that I don't, that I don't like, or don't want to have to deal with. And so that's why I've, but I also think this is a generational thing. We've talked about this before. Like, I think our generation's goal was to find that space. And I think that is partly why it left this somewhat of a void and it's being filled by the next generation, right? Of these, these, these kids are just doing things that were, that we, you and I, I think we dreamed about doing or that we thought weren't possible because it meant that we had to break all these platitudes that, that life threw at us. And now that people just are like, what are you talking about? College? I'm, you don't need college. I can make a million dollars by doing a podcast or by being on, I don't know, whatever the, the people, social media. People should go to college. There are certain sciences and techniques that you cannot learn from YouTube videos and uh, <laughs> college. We need college. We need doctors. We need scientists. Please go to college. I don't think it's for everybody. Some people should. I agree not with you. A, it's not for everybody, but we, not, should not not, we should not think that college is not useful. If we start thinking that, we start losing the smartest people in the world. Mm. I don't know. Elon Musk, you think he's smart? Uh, yeah, I think he's smart, but that guy was raised in college when he was like a baby. He was raised by some of the richest people in the entire world and was probably That's... given college-level education when he was like five years old. He, do, you right. know he, do you know he walked around the house with gems in his pocket? I'm, <laughs> I'm dead serious because his parents were like... Uh, were like uh, mineral miners. They were like, you know, that they would get emeralds and diamonds. That's what they did for a job. Yeah. And so he would run around the house with like, I have rubies in my pocket. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I don't like Elon, you know, he's doing some cool stuff, but yeah. 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 No, I hear you. I think you're right. I just, I think that I, I that we could talk about the education system on another time, but that's another, to me, that's just another layer of the same thing we're talking about, but right. let's not get into that right now. Okay. Um, all right. I, just, so I, I want I want my doctor to go to college. Okay. Back. I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. But those people know who they are, right? Like right. those people already they're they're going to be on that path because they have that that drive and that desire right. and that and that and that want to help other people. I'm not concerned about them. I'm concerned about all the people. I, I don't want to get on this topic. Let's talk about religion. <laughs> all right. So earlier you mentioned that um, there's something that comes from just being around other people that they're getting out of it. And that's something I've come to learn is as I got older, I kind of just, I'm like, I'm not going to church. Like, I don't care if it's Christmas and everybody's like, it's church time. I'm just, something about me at first was like, I don't belong there. Like I've rejected this religion and I shouldn't be there. It's an affront to everybody else there for me to walk in that building. Cause I know walking in that I'm not down with all this. So I don't see why you even want me to go. Um, but then sometimes I would give because like everybody else in the family is going, including my kid and my wife. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to be the only jackass, you know, not going. So I'll go. And then I will say that one thing that is really nice about church is when everybody starts singing. It's just this energy 
that you're with all these other people doing this thing together and you get to do it once a week. And I don't think everybody gets that in their life, especially a time like now where everybody's stuck inside. That's a real human connection to stand in a church and start singing with a bunch of people just makes you feel awesome. So that's another thing I realized like, oh, no wonder why these people have been doing this their whole life just love this so much. It's like this this you get filled with the energy of all these other people every week and you know what's going to happen Sunday morning and it's a very good feeling will come to you oh <laughs> you know what I'm talking about right because you used to be in choir too there's an energy there that I think people can be like well even oh, yeah, if I'm not super into God I'm going to keep coming back because this feeling's great okay well now you tapped a nerve all right so check this out yeah, the greatest experiences of my life, undoubtedly. I mean, not all of them, of course, having my child, getting married, you know, all that. I'm, you know, don't, don't go crazy, folks. Some of my personal best experiences in my life, and I guarantee the people, again, that were with me in these times would say the same thing, um, were singing in choirs. And in churches, we would go on choir tours and we would sing. And there's one, I believe it was in Iowa. Uh, I believe it was in Iowa and it it, did just the way the church is built, right. is meant for choral singing and the way that everything, like you can finish singing and hear it for like seconds afterward, right. The echo. And yeah, I'm getting chills thinking about it actually. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's one of those things that um, it it is, it's um, you're making a connection with people that is outside the realm. It is spiritual. Yeah, that 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 is a perfect description of it changes your body and it changes your mood. Like after I sang with everybody, like my body felt lit up and like I just felt better because you're actually connected. So here's, you know, there's something I said a long time ago to you, and I think you blew it off and laughed at me. But like, I would never do that. (laughs) Consider um, like everybody watching a sporting event, right? There's 30, 40, 50, 60,000 people, not not to mention everyone on the TV watching and wanting something specific to happen, right? And then we, then these amazing things happen and we're like, oh my God, I can't believe that happened. Well, well, that's what we're all, 60,000 people are focused on this thing. Right. And then you're amazed that happens. So part of me thinks that that's, that's a similar thing. Um, you know, imagine, you know, rock stars have said it too. Like when, when a thousand, uh, you know, tens of thousands of people are singing a song back to them and, and, and like it literally levitates them, right? Like they're, they feel like they're levitating or that they're, you know, lifted, so to speak. And that to me, I think it's the same thing. I think that we haven't harnessed it yet, but I think it's there. That's endorphins. Um, I know what you mean though, because, um, I, uh, it, the same thing happens with, they call them uh, like prayer umbrellas. Have you heard of this? Mm-mm. Or a prayer net. So this is a thing that a lot of people in my family will do, that if one person is sick or having a tough time, the yeah. texts and the emails and the phone calls immediately go out to start a prayer umbrella or a prayer net. And it's just like every day they'll pray for that person until that person says, I'm okay, and then they'll stop. They'll literally like respond like, okay, I'm still praying, because they'll say, okay, I'm still having a tough time today. And the person respond, okay, I'm going to keep praying then, right? Because right, right. they're literally like, it's like what you're saying. It's like the dark crystal. They're all staring at the crystal in the middle of the room, putting their energy into it and mm-hmm. changing the world. And so I've come around on that a bit too, because I don't know where I am with the whole, it, this is a tough one for me because I'm very logical, but I do believe there's something there where and but the thing is, I think it's also scientific, just something we don't understand yet, that there's something that we can actually give off 
whether it's pheromones or some other type of energy where we're literally projecting something from ourselves. And if enough people are doing it, you can change the world. We just don't understand what that uh, sense is. You know, we understand sight, you know, sound, smell, blah, blah, blah. But maybe there's something else that's like this mental energy. And that's where we get into the spirituality bit. So I, I tend to think that I used to think it was ridiculous that they would do this. And now I'm thinking like, no, nah, I don't think it is. Um, and at least they're doing something, you know, at least they're, it's, yeah. you can't knock it, you know? I think it depends on whether you're a, a base lizard person or a base giant, giant base or, <laughs> or gray skin alien person. One of those three, because if you're the lizard type, you're probably going with more of your, you know, root element. What the fuck? Uh, are you, what do you, I'd swear again. What are you talking oh, about? <laughs> double illicit. an F-bomb. Wow. What are you talking about? Oh, uh, no. So there, I'm talking about the fact that people think that this planet has been... Oh, boy. Vishan, like, populated by aliens Here we prior go. to us. No, no, I, I'm just, I just put it out there. I think it's, I think it's an interesting That's topic. a whole, that's a whole nother level. And it is another topic. And if you want to learn more about it, you can check out last, last podcast on the left where they talk about the tall grays, the tall yep, whites, yep. the, uh, the underground world, the uh, yeah, lizard yep. people. Um, there you go. There you go. I mean, how obvious is it that, you know, super that George W. Bush was a lizard person? I mean, come on. Just, just come look on, at him. guys. Come on. Look. Just look at come him. on, guys. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> all right so yeah i i'm starting to come around on that and um that's another thing where i'm starting to soften to and being like i used to look at it as what the heck are they doing and now i'm like no i get it and uh i kind of like it too and so it's still a really western way to look at things though it's still okay. a really it's still a very individual base like i need to be pleased by by making sure you know that all of my needs are taken care of which includes that i don't see anybody around me suffering okay and, and that's not as far as I understand it, part of life, like the others, it's not that they don't say, Oh no, there's suffering in life. Right. But then there's this eternal conflict that if I'm not suffering, then I need to pay some penalty for that. Right. right? And so, um, but you don't see that so much in Eastern religion. It's more of this understanding that, that this is kind of just the way that it is. And I'm, right. I'm, now we're super generalizing again, but like, you know, just the fact that, um, you know, that, that you can be, like poo you know the Tao of poo is just a way to maybe generalize it you know just be like poo and everything kind of bounces off to you off of you you kind of roll through life that way um, you're talking about poo you know, yeah like poo you know the honey bear oh that poo yeah not like poo poo yeah i'm like poop doesn't roll poop sticks if poop if poop tried to roll it would leave a trail behind the roll of poop would slowly get smaller I think you need to eat some more figs, man. If you're having, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, wow, detour. Um, no, no, Winnie the Pooh. Okay, so be yeah, no, I, I dig that. Uh, it, but then at the same time, I feel like it would be. Uh, I don't want to get too deep into that stuff either, because again, it something for me at a really young age when people are explaining, yeah, there's this many. Hindus in the world, there's this many Buddhists in the world, there's this many Christians, there's this many Islams. And um, I was like, wait a second, and you're telling me one that, that they all think they're right? Like yeah, something, yeah. something is not like this. No, 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 no. <laughs> you know, We're, just, well, we it didn't compute, you know? We haven't even talked about the Arab world or Muslim and all, and all that, the whole other side. And, and that, you know, when you think about the real trinity of 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 religions and where they started and the, how they supposedly came from abraham and all, you know just all of these things that come down through history it, it's it is super interesting um 
But what I see is that it's only caused separation of something that is obviously shouldn't be separated. Right, because and you've studied this, a lot of them are super similar. They all yes. have they all have a flood, for example. They a lot of them are even built on each other. The Torah, which is uh, the Jewish Bible, is just the Old Testament for the most part, in my understanding. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different things that they take and and lessons that are learned and you know points that are making. But the thing is that all all any of that stuff does is uh, i think the origin of it is to keep together right, right. to to stabilize to stabilize a, what, a group of people right and right. what it's turned into is you're different than me and so now we can't we there's all these things we cannot do because of that sure but it's always and, been that way right i mean thinking about the crusaders in europe who went down into the middle east to with their armor and whatnot like it's always been that way right religions of all like the protestants and catholics used to murder each other you know yeah i think that that that's you know we use all kinds of different terms to label ourselves differently in order to make it okay right religion is definitely one of them um you know fighting and and especially when you can fight for something that is non-tangible or that can't be talked to or that can't have a true answer but has to be filtered through somebody else and then right. anything can go, well, now that that makes it very easy for you to just manipulate the situation, right? Or the the one in power too. And of course, again, I know there are people who have taken it to the other extreme too, right? And said, well, look what I can do with this. Look how many people I could serve and right. help and bring to another level. And I think when those things happen is is when we have these massive move forwards as society well and that's what i want to talk about next because that's probably the number one thing i've softened on with christianity is in the position i'm in where almost everybody in my family is right-wing christian even those who aren't right-wing still go to church just because it's like good for you know you meet somebody who will tile your floor for cheap and you get a contact at the at the real estate agency if you go to church you become part of your community you know what I'm, those people who aren't even religious but they go to church for the community aspect and they make like business connections and stuff like that yeah yeah of course and so i have it can, a lot it, it's also love connections right Absolutely. And so I have a lot of people like that in my life. But then I also have a lot of people on the exact other side, right, who are hardcore, you know, not Christian. And I don't want to call lefties not Christian, because I think that's a problem that Democrats have gotten into that they've, you know, given away the whole idea of like, um, patriotism and religion to the right. I think that's dumb. But anyway, I won't get too into that. Um, what I'm seeing is that when I study both groups of people, sure, the Christians may like drive me nuts sometimes with their ideology and stuff like that, but sometimes their actions are just better. Like these are people who consistently give away 10% of their income to charities who are consistently like giving their time to like drive meals to people's homes and stuff like that. And I just don't see as much of that type of activity on my like atheist and agnostic groups of friends or my spiritual groups of friends. I just don't see that. And so that's another part where I'm like, man, these, these Christians do have something going on. Like they're walking the walk a bit, you know? I, I totally agree. Um, I, I've brought that up in conversations a lot too. And when I was younger, Habitat for Humanity is another one that, that um, I was involved in. That is an amazing organization. Um, I highly recommend anybody can get involved. You don't have to be religious um, to, to get involved with that. There, there's a lot of things that are like that. Um, I think some people would probably say that they do it in different ways. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of 
left people who donate plenty of money to good causes and do things like that for and i'm sure there's plenty of religious people on the left too and i know there is yes there, there absolutely is um yeah it's, it's just the it, the thing i've started to notice it's not even so much like oh you lefties don't give enough stuff away it's more of me just appreciating particular family members of mine especially who embrace christianity so much that they just they're following the rules as much as they can and if you follow the rules of christianity in my book, you're kind of being a pretty good person. You know what I mean? Like these people are also the type of people where if somebody's on their deathbed, they're the one who are there all the time, no matter how tough it is. They're they're bringing that person meals. They're not going home for two days and trying to forget about the tragedy back at the hospital. They're the one who are at the hospital every day. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, they have no problem with sacrifice. That's I, I will agree with you, uh, especially when it becomes well, not all not all of them. We're generalizing again, but yeah, I mean, I I I, I know we're talking about your mother right now and and. Uh, you're absolutely right. My, my mother is the same way and they would do literally anything. My, my mom was heavily involved with the church for, for many, many, many years still is. And not even in the state she lives in, she does prayer shawls. And, you know, I look at that stuff too. And I, I can't be that, that, and I'm putting it that good of a person. Like I can't, I can't do it. Like I did when I was younger, we did meals on wheels. We did all, my mom had me do all kinds of stuff like that. Um, um, and I, I don't find myself as an adult capable of it. So yeah, you're right. I, I give them a ton of credit for doing something that I'm not capable of. Well, now that you you mentioned her, and I'm sure she won't mind being mentioned, she listens to these. So mom, uh, yeah, I think that, um, you know, it, my, I've had a, you know, interesting relationship with my mom as far as Christianity goes, because she is maybe the most Christian person I know. And anytime I try to have like a logic-based discussion with her, it drives me nuts because it always ends up well faith and you can't argue with that when somebody says well i have faith right. where do you go i can't argue with that there is no argument for that well, you just ended the conversation basically right there's nowhere to go and so it drives me nuts but then at the same time yeah she gives her time away to everybody and right. it's i don't know anybody in this world who is more selfless yeah so if the thing that makes you happy and, and I, I know that this is true for your mom is being selfless right it's different for you I, I know i think it's different I, not that you don't like making other people happy you do that's part of what makes you happy but i think that is entirely what lights your mom and so that like being that person is it's that's why she found christianity in my opinion right right because it enables her to be who she really is and it makes her comfortable she doesn't have to explain to you why Christianity right. allows her to say, no, no, this is who I am, Jeff. <laughs> I don't have to explain it to you, even though you're my son. And like, you know, and I don't maybe I would venture a guess and I don't want to put words in your mom's mouth. She doesn't even know why she doesn't have to, because when she looks inside, she knows that that's who she is. Right. And well, I'm that way. I'm and that I know way she's me. told me why she says she knows. And it's because God talks to her. Right. She says, they, no, I, she's like, no, Jeff, I've heard him. And the thing is, I hear voices in my head too. And they're like, you know, your conscience sometimes when you're just really pondering what to do, I will hear words, you know, and it's kind of like my head talking to each other. And so that's what I imagine she's hearing, but that doesn't do anything. You know, in her mind, she has talked to God. God has said words to her of what she needs to do. Sure. Yep. Um, I also think that uh, I've noticed that a lot of people who experience extreme tragedy in their life, a lot of times they'll find, that religion gives them that foothold to get their life back in order. So I think you just said something that's really deep, um, the converse and the, the internal conversation, right? And I, 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 I've 
said this before in passing, maybe it didn't make enough sense, but I, I think that we all are God. And, and so by talking to ourselves, that, that would be constituting of saying I'm talking sure. to God. Well, that's, so, that's if you believe we're all God. Like I'm, I'm kind of with right. you. I believe that um, humanity as a whole is like all these yeah. like microorganisms making one bigger thing and that we're connected yeah. in ways we don't understand. But that's, sure. that's not Christianity. That's hu humanism. And that's oh, Christ sure. Christians don't agree with that theory. No, I know, but they, they do think that we're all connected and they think that we all can be saved. And right. So there, there is some understanding of connectivity and, sure. like, and togetherness. Sure. And, and so, um, I think in that respect, like it, it, where the people are having that, uh, to express, um, I kind of lost my train of thought there. <laughs> That's all right. I got a funny story to break up the monotony here. At least I think it's funny. I'm sure some people didn't. But this is to kind of show my warts here of um, this is something I regret. But at the same time, I don't know, it's weird because it's really funny in my mind. And I'm kind of glad I did it. I don't know, Sean, I'll just share this story with me and you tell me what you think. Okay. So one thing that always kept bothering me is um, I would hang out with my family and they'd constantly be asking me during um, holidays to like read Bible verses and like uh, and like do parts where you like act out plays of like Bible scenes and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And it really bugged me because in my mind, it was like, uh, you know, them walking into a Muslim's house and the Muslims are like, okay, we like to do these things. So we need you to pray to uh, Allah here. And like, would my parents do that? I don't think so. Right. Because <laughs> to me, I'm like not a Christian. So why are you asking me to do this ritual, basically? Like, mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense to me why you would ask a non-Christian to do a Christian ritual. So it always bothered me, right? Right. Sometimes I would get out of it. Sometimes I wouldn't. Sometimes I would literally, like, if I knew that part of the day was about to come up during Easter, I would be like, I'm going to go walk the dog, you know, or whatever. But this one time, I just, I couldn't do it anymore. You know, I was having a rough time, maybe personally. So they're like, all right, Jeff, here's your thing to read. Everybody had, like, a thing to read during Easter or whatever. And I don't know if you've ever heard of Steve Brule. Uh, he's this comedian from Tim and Eric's awesome show. But he's the, like this old scientist teacher who slurs his words. And so I started reading everything like him, like this drunk person. Like, oh, Jesus Christ came down. Move, he moved the stone and resurrected, he did. And I started reading like that. And like, no, because when you're in a Lutheran family, nobody's going to be like, what are you doing? They all just like get really quiet. And nobody says anything and everybody gets really uncomfortable. <laughs> And then I got a phone call like a week later from my dad because my mom will never confront me with this stuff because she's afraid we'll get into it too much. And it's always my dad who's like, you really upset your mother. <laughs> I'm like, all right, maybe stop asking me to read Christian Bible verses. I think I've made it clear that that's not what I want to do with you guys. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encourage you to, <laughs> with your mom especially, not be passive aggressive and just be like, mom. I love you very much. I can't read this. I, I appreciate you trying to bring me into this, your life this way, but it is not, I can't, I, I apologize. But something else, we can do something else. Right. You know, no, I think but, we, I think we have gotten to that level. I think this year in particular, we have had a couple quote unquote, come to Jesus moments between me and my parents, as far as religion and us and Trump and all that garbage goes. And I, I think we're past that point and I'm growing to realize that everybody's just trying to get through life in their own way and they can do it however they want and i just need to appreciate the good aspects of them so you keep on bringing up trump and i've heard other people mention his name is there something that happened like 
there's something that went went going on. I don't understand. Like what? It's really. I'll, I'll tell you. I'll tell you this about Trump and what I still can't get over because there's you know there's been so many conversations about Trump and how about this? How about I'm this? not. I'm not done, Sean. Can I, I just say it? You can, but I, you brought it up. Okay, go do ahead. not you do not dare do this. You don't dare bring it up and then be like, I don't want to talk about it though. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. The thing that still gets me is I can't figure out why his fans would never say that anything was wrong with him. It's like to a T, they're all like, nah, he's all right. It's like, I don't know, man. I've I always assumed they'd be like, Yeah, he's getting some stuff done that we like, and that's cool, but he's not a good person. We know that. I mean, he's getting, you know, he's getting our Supreme Justices in place and he's maybe doing some things with policies we like. But yeah, this guy's a jerk. He's not a good person. Nobody will ever say that. They all say he's good and it drives me nuts. So when you've talked to your mom, you've said you think that the things that he says are legitimately okay. You're okay with them. My mom my mom told me she's not like and she's in a similar position so oh see i don't my family is on both sides i've yet to hear anybody say this guy is a problem or this guy is not good well well i mean ask a specific ask a bit more specific question and say like are you okay with him saying x and i think what you'll find out is they're probably not i cannot believe your mom would be okay with trump saying grab her by the you know what i cannot i cannot believe that i brought that up in yeah. a passive aggressive way and i got another phone call from my father which right, actually right. Really, he's like how dare you say those words around your mother i'm like the right. president the president she voted right. for said them i'm just repeating right. the president try, i can't try, repeat the president try it try it the way i asked say mom i love you <laughs> and i cannot believe i cannot believe because of the person i know that you are and you don't have to use the words just say right. that that the president said you you know that thing and i i know she's she's gonna say this if i if i i think if she's honest she would say no, Jeff, I completely disagree with those words that he said, but people, a lot of people say things they shouldn't say, and that doesn't make them a bad person, and it doesn't make their other decisions or the things that I do agree with incompatible. And the other question I would ask you, and look, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Here, right, because you know? all you're saying here is everybody's good and bad. Like, we can excuse right. anybody for anything because That's they right. also do good things, which was, when, which is to say, no matter what president we have going forward, we should just start to say, you know what, they have good aspects too. leave them alone. Well, and look, like people are already going, oh, I'm taking such a deep breath because of, you know, I don't have to worry about that. I'm like, well, no, not, if you're, I don't care what side you're on. When your person takes over, the person that you believe in, that's when you should become more diligent right don't close your eyes and go to sleep don't go oh because i won i'm not going to worry anymore no become more diligent if we all did that if we all did that then i think we would also start to see oh hey yeah there are some things that are happening that that i don't agree with here that that it's not perfect and i need to address that and then you can come together with the people on the other side and say oh yeah look there are some things we agree on here that that should have been done differently rather than just consistently being nope sorry which brings which brings me to, I think uh, that's perfect because I think for the first time in my life, I can easily say I'm an independent now. I think I've been a Democrat my whole life. And I think this is the first time, I think like the last five months or so, something has happened to me mm-hmm. where I, I don't want to call myself a Democrat anymore. And I think I'm an independent. And I would say if the Republicans can grab hold of this economic equality thing that some parts of the party are pushing for, that they would actually draw me in a little bit. There's a lot of things about Republicans I don't like, but 
economic inequality is one of my biggest issues. And uh, a lot of Trump's biggest fans who are the worst off are really clamoring for that. And um, that part of his message, I kind of like. Uh, yeah, I, I can get behind economic equality. Uh, that's a big, that's a big word for lots of different meanings, but sure. I like it. I can, I can get behind that. So, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know. I think independent makes me feel way better now. Cause it was actually your brother who, as he was spending time with a, a, a family member was watching a lot of Fox news mm -hmm. and we would see him all the time, like playing poker and stuff like that. And as we would like start making our left lefty comments about this person's terrible. Oh, Mitch McConnell, this uh, blah, blah, blah. He'd be like, yeah, guys, but what about this? And we'd be like, what are you talking about? And he'd basically start repeating Fox news talking points to start to devil's advocating us on everything. And he did it for long enough where I'm like, I'm going to check this out too. So I started checking Fox news every morning. And what I learned is that it's garbage, but it exposes how much the stuff on the left is garbage too. It's all garbage. dude. Yeah. So it's what I've learned by watching Fox news and checking out Breitbart and stuff like that is that they're not good. I want to make that clear. I'm not saying that Fox news and Breitbart and one uh, America and, and Newsmax are good. They're not, but if you watch those and stuff on the left, you'll notice that they just don't tell you certain stories. It's not that they straight out lie. It's that if Trump does something good, the New York Times will not report on it. And if Trump does something bad, Fox News will not report on it. They'll just exclude information, which makes them all really bad sources if you only watch one side of the media. Yeah, it's been that way for quite a while. And it's not it's it's worse than that, too, because it's also based on purely marketing and money. So they're they're really only they're literally talking to those people who want to hear what they're saying. That is it. Right. That's all. That's what their whole thing is based off of is to gear you to have you listen to exactly what you think you want to hear. Right. And it's and it's and it's um people are smart though and they're people you know people are catching on to that even even our parents generation i'm not knocking on them that's not a knock it's just that they they're seeing through that crap too man it's i i don't think that we're i know there are plenty that don't but um that's another thing that sometimes happens where people on both sides like look and say they go like there's all these shows that go out and say look i'm talking to this supporter or that supporter look how stupid they are right. that's like that's like the angle and goal is to prove the the unworth of the other people and and that's where we're at right now and that's right. the goal of all of these stations to do and it's really just to garner their own money and so you know if you put all that in your pocket and just put it away it, it really does make life a lot better you, you and especially if you just go out into the real world and like deal with people that are um, real people on either side of it, what you'll see is that they're pretty darn similar. Yeah, they are. In a, in a lot of ways. Yeah, they sure are. Man, I'm not sure where to go from there. Talk well, some, well, so now, so now I got uh, Christmas coming up, you know, going to be surrounded by a lot of like Christian rituals and stuff like that. And I think this is the best time I've ever felt about it. You know, I don't, I don't feel on guard this time. Um, I'm glad that I'm able to come to this point because religion's always been something that's uh, really bothered me. I've almost felt like it's been a wedge between me and my family. And I'm just, I'm really trying to look at it as uh, appreciating the fact that they, it does add aspects to their life, which are really commendable. Yeah, start looking at the lens of rather, you know, turn the lens around rather than it focusing on the scope of things that are different, turn the lens around and look at the things that are similar. Maybe there are only one or two in the beginning, but you're going to find out that 
there are so many more things, even religiously that you have in common with your mom, if you're coming at it from that standpoint. And what ends up happening is you'll get into conversations later, my guess is, where your mom would be able to be more honest about the feelings she has, the bad feelings she has about Trump, right? Because of sure. course, no one's perfect. And your mom would never say that he's perfect. I know it. And so my mom wouldn't either. And once you're in a really comfortable situation where you don't feel attacked, where you feel like you're just having a conversation and you can be open and honest, like, I think those things would come out. Um, and I think that that's where you can find a lot of solace and like um, truth. Which I think is a reason I want to move myself to independent, not just in words, but really to try to get my mindset there because I want to talk to and understand everybody. So one of the things I proposed on Facebook, which I very rarely do, I think I've made like three posts in my life. And I had just gotten fed up with something that you had mentioned about these news networks. Just, I mean, literally you can watch one newscast say something and then the other one say the exact opposite thing, right? It's just back and forth and they're yeah, just hitting you. Can I give a really quick example of that? One of the ones sure. that kind of set me off the edge. I said in the last five months is when I've really been just like, I'm done. I'm done being a Democrat. Right. <laughs> like, I, to be clear, I do not want to Republic, become a Republican. I think they both have big, big problems. Um, but it was all the stuff about the election being rigged, right? Which, you know, I think, I think is pretty ridiculous, right? It's just a way to build up a brand that I'm not a loser. That's basically all it is. Trump can't be branded as a loser or else his brand goes away. So he's saying I'm not a loser. Um, so obviously all the uh, court rulings and everything kept going against him. He kept losing one after another. I think there's only one that he won and that was to allow the uh, viewers of the ballots to be like two feet closer. But by the time he won it, his counting was almost done anyway. Right. So he loses like everyone, even in the Republican uh, judges shot them all down. But then there was this one moment where the governor of Georgia said, there's this weird video of people counting ballots after hours for two hours. We need a hand recount. Okay. I, as a reader of the article, I don't know what's really going on. Maybe those two hours were legit. Maybe they weren't. I don't know. Right. But what I do know is when a governor says we should do a recount, that's newsworthy, especially in our news environment. Then I went over to the left on my podcasts, on all my news feeds, not a peep about that video, not a peep about the governor. And that's when I'm like, you know what? I love the New York Times. <laughs> you know, I, I love these new out, news outlets. I'm, I'm used to them. They make me comfortable, but God, they're just not giving me the full truth. Why isn't there a show that brings like every I'm not kidding. Why isn't there a show every Friday that brings all the head anchors of every newscast on their show for two hours and says, I'm going to hold you all to the BS that you've been talking about for the last week. And I'm going to pit you against each other intentionally to oh, find God. the truth. That sounds no, I'm serious. That no, it doesn't terrible. because no, because they're going to, all of their lies are going to come out right there <laughs> and, and on national television in front of everybody. And they're going to have to come clean. What would come out of it is a, a, a real conversation about what's happening. And I just, and of course it'll never happen because those networks would lose viewers. But um, I, I don't understand why we don't uh, at least attempt that. Well, if anybody out there is looking for news and you don't read much, I do think the Associated Press is probably the best because they never do opinion pieces, or at least I believe they're known for never doing it. I hope they don't change. Um, but they literally just re-report um, confirmed stories. Well, the one thing I hate about news networks, Fox, CNN, whatever, is you'll get a talking head in front of a desk telling you their opinion. That's not news. I don't care what your opinion is. I don't care that you think that black people moving into Section 8 housing in the suburbs will ruin American life. That's your opinion, man, 
right? Give me the news, you know? And so the AP gives you news. They don't do opinion pieces. So I think that's a good place to start. You're a hipster, man. That's like your opinion, man. Such a hipster. Um, So I agree. I agree. Um, Yeah. I don't, I don't know if we need to go that we, we've strayed off of religion. Now we are, we're over into news world, but um, uh, yeah, no. Well, I now you, you've been mentioning uh, my mom a lot for religion coming up for the holidays, but it's actually, I'm only going to see her for a few hours. I'm actually going to be with my, uh, with my uh, missionary fam side of the family for like three, four days. Ooh, uh, fun. But that's, that's a little different because they'll, they'll never mention um, politics or religion too much. Like they won't make me do prayers except for every once in a while, the dad will kind of throw in a little, he's like me. He's like me, you know, who I'll just throw in a little like, Hey guys, what do you think of this news? Like everything's going great at the dinner table, right? Everybody's having a good time. Hey guys, what do you think of uh, the governor of uh, Georgia asking for a recount? That's, that's their dad. And so I'm hoping we can avoid too many of those situations. So let me tell you a story about this. This is good. So I I didn't know this about your father-in-law, right? And I'd I'd, I'd never met him, but maybe once. We're at your bachelor. We're at your bachelor party. Jeff invited his father-in-law to his bachelor party, right? Which I thought was pretty, pretty awesome. So we're up at this cabin in the north of Minnesota. We, had, you know, it's all by ourselves, middle of winter, and uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a cook. So Jeff asked me to make dinner and food while we were there, no problem. So I'm making dinner for us, and one of the things I was going to make was a beer, this beer braised soup. So I'm doing my thing and I'm braising the meat with beer and, and he comes over to me. I think I told you this. He comes over oh, yeah. to me oh, yeah. and, and he, you know, and he taps me on the shoulder and I, you know, we weren't messed up at this point. We'd only had a couple, I think, but, and, and he taps me on the shoulder and he's like, Hey, sh- can I talk to you for a second? And I said, sure. And he pulls me off to the side and he's like, he looks me dead in the eyes, like totally <laughs> deadpan me. Right. And he's like, you know, um, my, my family and I don't drink alcohol. Right. And he just straight face me. Right. And I'm like, uh okay i would like to uh, i would like to set the record straight his family does drink alcohol it's just that he will only drink uh, uh wine coolers he doesn't like beer and so i'm like uh i said i'm i'm I really sorry sir i had no idea and he he's still deadpanning me right and he's like well you, what are we gonna eat <laughs> and i'm i'm like um uh and i'm like well the, the alcohol is gonna cook off and then i could just see he couldn't hold it right he's like <laughs> corner of his mouth started kind of coming up and i but i couldn't tell was it anger right, was it you know right. it was frustration and then he was like smiling and, and so i was fine but that, i think that was... i think it's now time to say something else very nice about him now that i said that he can be passive aggressive like me um as far as doing nice things for people i mentioned that you know my mom's the type of person who'll sit in the hospital with somebody she'll give away her income you know all this stuff and uh but the other side of my family the missionaries they will literally take in families to their house for I'm talking like long periods of time. They had like a family who needed to get um, cancer treatment for their child in the city they were living. So they just let that family live with them for like six months. And they've done stuff like that before. They've like driven down to Mexico with car loads of goods to just give away to people. So it's really tough to knock them. I've never done any of those things. You know, how do you, how do you, you know, glass houses, you know what I mean? Well, you don't. You praise right. them for it, man. Right. You, you see that—that's the salt of the earth, and that is—we need more people like that. That's right. Um, and and I agree. I I I've met them. They are extremely kind people. Um, uh, there's no judgment by them. It's very obvious that they are religious, but it's there's no I, I you know I never felt judged, and I could easily be judged by somebody. Uh, if you met me, you, you would know what I'm talking about. Oh, I judge you all the time. I know all it's the okay. time. 
Well, I think that's probably a pretty good place to rippity wrap. Yeah, uh, it's been a pleasure as usual. Uh, we really do appreciate everyone listening to this. It's just an endeavor that we're taking. Um, through other endeavors that we've tried, this came to be the thing that seemed to work best for us. And what we're hoping is that people enjoy it. So if you do, let us know for sure so that we keep it going. Um, yeah, purpleelfproductions at gmail.com. Put uh, LTF in the um, subject. Uh, we do have other podcasts as well on purpleelfproductions.com. Sean and I do another one called Forever Quest, which is about a video game we play, but we also just banter if you like hearing us banter. We have an old one called Let's Draft. We don't do any more about Magic the Gathering. And then I do one with two other friends called More Punk Than Me, which is uh, where every song we pick up, every week we pick a punk rock song to talk about. Plugs. Lots of lots of good stuff. Um, Yeah. Oh, one more thing. So if you want to be a guest... <clears throat> Send us an send us an email and we'll we'll we're, we're, uh, we'll potentially have you on as a guest. If you yeah, with a with it. an application form. Basically, yeah. you can go onto the go onto uh, U, the U.S. Uh, citizenry documentation to become a U.S. citizen. Fill that out, but then right. send it to us. Not and the make US sure government. you make sure you fill out the religious part of it for sure. <laughs> make sure you affiliate yourself with something before you before you send it. Sean, I hate to put you on the spot. I'm not going to name anybody, but I just got to ask you, is there any one, two, three people that you would just love to have on that may or may not be listening? Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah, there, there are some people who I would absolutely love to talk to that I haven't talked to in, in, in a long time. Um, I would love to talk to Chris Benner. I haven't talked to him in a long time. Uh, he's a really good friend, old friend. London I have I time. have an odd connection with him in the sense that you know I knew him in high school, uh, mm -hmm. but it was his cousin that yeah. I became way better friends with, who lived up in Alaska, who I met. Mm -hmm. Polly, yeah, it's just weird. It's it's weird how things come together. That I grew mm -hmm. up in Minnesota with this guy, but it's his cousin in Alaska who I actually became better friends with. Yeah, I mean, I think we have to have Duppy on is just like because he was a third wheel for so long, you know, like in 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 our lives and he was she's really close for so long i think duppy has to be someone who we consider if if sean and i were to you know get geeky about it and rank our friends over time and you know with a point scale and then come and then merge our two lists together and say who has the highest points it's duppy as far as yeah. us two together who is yeah. our best combined friend it's duppy yeah no there's no doubt he's he's way up on that list um and so yeah he would definitely have to make the list um and then I don't know. I'd probably want to go back to like someone who I've known since kindergarten and there's quite a few people, you know? Um, so I would probably want to take it back to that deep, like someone like Brian Har. Um, uh, let's see. Scott Harkin. I don't know these people. All right. I'm going to throw another name at you because it's somebody we both know. And that's uh, John Vala because he's a, uh, oh, man, he's very smart. He, he can, talk uh he just he knows a lot of stuff i find that if i sit down with john you know with a beer I, we can find things to talk about he just knows a lot of information I, I think he'd be a lot of fun to talk to yeah when i think of johnny that's funny i i, I just think of like a totally solid human being right like right so no, no questions about, about how good of a friend johnny is and just i think this is a great way to sum up johnny i've always felt like people who tip well are good people and people who tip bad i I think I just have a problem with these people. If you're at a restaurant and you don't tip good, come on. Like if you don't tip at all, come on. And anyway, but, but that's all to lead up to uh, that. By the way, that's my judge of how good of a person. If, you, if I'm in a restaurant with you, I'm watching. Wow. Um, don't go so out to eat with Jeff. With Johnny, uh, 
he uh he's the guy where if you were all together let's say let's say you're all 20 right and a couple people are tight on cash but everybody goes out to dinner together and it just doesn't add up right everybody puts their money in the middle at the end and you're just still short like the tip is really small like somebody's not doing it but everybody's like no i looked at my bill and i did it yeah whatever john even if he doesn't have the money is the guy who throws another 50 bucks in and says it's good everybody it's just good he's that guy yep 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 i totally agree he's solid solid he also um got me into the beatles weirdly i don't, I don't know why never, i remember that but never he heard did. of him yeah me either. thank you johnny for getting me into the beatles you're welcome well i think that's a good time to rippity rap for the second time i'm saying that um have a merry jolly christmas sean i suppose we do have to release an episode like right after cnap oh yeah that'll be fun enjoy it okay, yeah, yeah. Thank you. bye bye bye, bye. bye.